0: Sunday Sessions Volume 2 Black History Moment featuring Bobo Brazil. Born Houston Harris in Little Rock, Arkansas, July 10, 1924, Bobo Brazil is credited with breaking racial barriers of segregation in professional wrestling. He is known as one of the first and most recognized successful black professional wrestlers of his time. Standing in at 6'6 six six and weighing in at 270 pounds, Bobo was a promoter's dream. Trained by professional wrestler Joe Savoldi, Bobo would become a colossal success wrestling in the Detroit area where he entered a bloody rivalry with the original Sheik. Bobo's talent and feuds quickly helped him become a household name, but during the era where Bobo was ascending, it was challenging for African American fans to even see his matches as they were forced to sit in areas that they weren't always able to even see the ring. Bobo Brazil himself was banned from going to certain restaurants, hotels, and even wrestling in certain territories due to the color of his skin. Bobo Brazil is actually the very first African American champion because in 1961 he won the NWA Heavyweight Championship from Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. However, Brazil refused to accept the title because Rogers was injured and could not perform at a high level, and Brazil wanted him to wrestle and beat him cleanly. The injury ended up being part of a storyline, and the NWA never recognized the title change, which would then get swept under the rug. We thank Bobo Brazil for all of his contributions to professional wrestling. Welcome, 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 everyone. I am your girl, Joshi Queen Supreme, Ronnie, the Big Bang Nicole, and welcome back to Sunday Sessions, Volume 2. Sunday Sessions, are real, raw conversations surrounding wrestlers of color and our experiences in this crazy, brutal, beautiful art. I am joined by two of my very dear friends and two incredible professional wrestlers who I know that you will recognize instantly. I'm here with the original gothic gangster, Trevor Aeon and the big bad kaiju, O'Shea Edwards. Thank you so much for being with me on Sunday sessions. I'm really, really glad that you guys are here, um, and we're going to dive into it. Today's first topic uh, is funny because we're all so different in our Blackness on this call <laughs> itself.
1: <laughs>
0: but, um, yeah. It is the many shades of Blackness. Uh, I know a lot of times people can think Black is just one thing. We, even as Black people, are taught that there's a certain way to be Black and for it to be acceptable. Uh, Respectability politics, we'll get into another time. But (laughs) for you guys, what has your experience been, especially being so long in the game, both of you, um, as well as being Black men, but being different in terms of how your Black identity shows up? Trevor, I'll throw it to you, and then I'll throw it to O'Shea
2: it's kind of crazy like when I first got started and you can tell like if you watch my promos from like 2014 to now, you can tell that like I was encouraged to not like, not like talk a certain way, not like carry myself a certain way because then you'll be booked this way or they'll expect you to do this or they won't book you at all because they'll think you're this or you're that. And even though like I knew when the mask fell off and I was like, okay, I can't do this this thing where I fucking like, have to try to talk super proper and all this other shit. Like even when the mask fell off, I was like, well, you know what, whatever consequences it comes with, it comes with. Cause there's just so much shit about myself that I could not show. And a lot of people have the wrong idea about me because of it. And then all of a sudden they're like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, yeah. So what happens when you get mad? Because you can't be so. <laughs> you start saying whatever. But early on, I was encouraged to just what's the, what's the what's the what's the what's the right way? Like you like not maybe not don't show that you're like too ghetto and don't say this don't say yourself. that. Yeah, and I was just like, look, at, at a, around 2015 when I was like going through a character transition kind of becoming like the me now. I was just like, I can't keep this up. <laughs> like I can't do, there's only so much of this, oh, you gotta hide these parts of yourself so you don't get booked like a stereotype or whatever. There are things about me that are stereotypical. Like I don't uh and I don't like necessarily run from that either. It doesn't bother me. Like I don't give a fuck. Just it's yeah. totally okay with me. So I was really just in my head trying to make wrestling okay with that. So look, if I get a little ghetto and I start sounding real hood, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Like I grew up on the south side of Atlanta, leave me alone. Right. Like, and here we are, because <laughs> now I can't turn it off because I couldn't go right. back to like, I can't go back to that. No. Yeah.
0: Oshay, what about you?
2: Is he Oshay? Oh no, he's not frozen. He's am oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good. Yes. What about what about your experience? I'm just, I'm just listening. What it's about a podcast, your podcast, baby?
0: I'm just. I make.
1: Yeah. Um. man. rule. Mine was a little different, as it should be. Um. <laughs> um the, the thing was for me, I was a little late getting into the game. Like, I think Trevor's like maybe a year or two, like more seasoned than I am. When I came into the game, like I told people before, like I was already professional. Like I've been fighting fires almost a decade at that point, so there's nothing anybody really tell me. It's like, homie, do you know what this is? <laughs> like, homie, this is wrestling. I go here and I go into a burning building tomorrow. I don't care about none of this. So you're not going to tell me how I should talk and what I should like. I'm gonna like exactly what I want to look like. And I just really gotta help that presence about myself. Of you're not going to tell me anything. I know what this business is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not immune to it. And so it became one of those things of where I'm just like, nah man, I am who I am because I am the person I want to see on TV.
0: Right. So in terms of, especially TV, you brought up a good point, O'Shea. We, the evolution of blackness has been slow to say the least and <laughs> <often>. <laughs> We often see, you know, the certain caricatures of what our white counterparts imagine Blackness to be. So especially you guys being in different demographics or, excuse me, geographic areas uh, in the country. Have y'all experienced that? I know definitely down here in the South, there's a certain caricature they like
2: their black to show up as.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: You you
2: know, you know, it's real funny about that. Like here we go. Like that caricature, <laughs> if it's not coming from a black person. Well. Like, so let like so let a little white dude, say a whole bunch of AAVE and be super like oh, all like let him talk like me now, and it's totally cool. But if I do that, they're like, oh, you're you're not as professional as him. You don't sound as well spoken as that guy. And I'm like, I'm just talking how I talk. So why is it okay if this dude do it? He like a little skinny white dude from the suburbs who ain't who has not been in the environment where you would end up talking like that, but I do it, and it's a problem. I think that that kind of stuff is where that kind of and stuff is where some, I started getting some, mad. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna just talk how I talk. Fuck y'all.
1: What you gonna say, O'Shea? And and de- I say, like, and depending where you go, like it's it gets even deeper than that. Um, some people like their black characters exactly that. Just hey, boy, shut up and wrestle. Like I, I live in Maryland now. I stood a few places where I see it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yo, yo, hold on. Excuse me. It's just like, and they're they're just happy because it got over. And I'm like, but homie, <laughs> look at what you're doing. <laughs> to each his own. I can't really be too mad at it because my man's just trying to get on, and he's trying to do what he's got to do. And the and the, the circumstances were different, and the situations were different there there are little things that we are willing to sacrifice for ourselves like to make it in this business so i can't really hate on them too much but still i'm just like ah like why would you do that you know like that's always like loki's always like bothered me like at what point do you you come self-aware and you see what you're doing all right
0: so have you guys, especially now in 2022, we're not post COVID, but we are kind of transitioning into a time where we learn how to live with COVID-19. And so things are opening back up. Um, last year was very explosive for the the independent scene. Uh, even if there weren't throws of wrestlers still active, there were, the community was still very active. So when you have these newer wrestlers coming onto the scene who are Black, who don't necessarily have the same measure of, um, Categorization that we came up with, you know, when we started in the early 2010s versus starting later. What do you guys see now in the wrestling community and climate? How the different shades of blackness are being perceived and uplifted?
2: It's it's a lot better. It's a lot better now than when I I started. And granted, like my first year being around the business was like 2010, and uh, 2010 was. It was it wasn't necessarily at the wild wild west, but it was close enough. So mm-hmm. people were still kind of weird about, oh, you're you're a black guy, but you've got like a dark character. No, don't do that. Oh, you're a black guy, but you're doing like a like a rich guy character, don't do that. Just because like early on, early on, the character that like the way I am now, I was going into this early and then a lot of the promoters I was working for was like, well, since you're black and you're like a baby face and you're going to like make people comfortable because they're not used to seeing that from black wrestlers or whatever. The fuck. I don't see that happening with a lot of these new guys now. And I'm so glad that they can come out and be whatever the fuck, because if you accept those characters or those type of personalities, as like a white wrestler. And I don't see why like a black dude can't do the same thing. There's very little. There's very little difference between I hate to, I'm, I might be burying myself, here, but there's very little difference between me and and Malachi Black. But you should accept them both, just because we're both like doing openly occult type shit as wrestlers. That doesn't mean that just because you're used to seeing a lot of religious black people that I can't do that thing. That do that same thing. It's not like I'm faking it. Like right. it's pretty authentic. So it's really weird for people to be like, oh, you that you're gonna make people uncomfortable when I do it. Cause my skin's dark. I'm so glad that a lot of these younger wrestlers aren't necessarily dealing with that the way they, the way they did back then. And I try to like encourage the fuck out of people. Like, what do you say? What you say? Your character was? Yeah, do that. Don't try it out first. Like, don't fucking let people be like, oh, you can't do that. Nah, do, do it first. And if it don't work, okay, then change it. But at least fucking do it. Because nobody told me to do it. They, everybody told me not to. And here we are, 10 years later, not mad.
0: (laughs) Right. And that clearly hasn't blocked any opportunities. Being your authentic self has actually helped, you know, to to elevate those opportunities so much when you actually can walk in who you are. O'Shea, what have you seen uh, in the new climate of the wrestling community, especially coming from the younger guys um, that you yourself have been around and are mentoring, you know, with your experiences at Ring of Honor and whatnot?
1: Um and then, like I said, I've been in the Northeast now for about the Mid Atlantic Northeast, how you would call it, about three years now. As it's wild has it's been three years. Um, yeah. the one thing I like living up here now is the fact that the the level of awareness that some of these guys have coming into it is amazing. Um, the one thing I tell people all the time, I was like, hey, for whatever reason, man, um, the most powerful wor- world. I'm sorry, the most powerful word. <laughs> In independent wrestling, is no, you don't have to do this. No one's going to make you do this. And if someone is saying otherwise, that speaks more of them than it does you. Um, and there, it's a, it's, it's a bubble that's waiting to burst up here. Um, but the way I came up is more like Trevor. Like I had to be. They, they would expect. They would see me and expect a certain thing, and expect this, and expect that. and I would give them something different. They look at me like, "Oh, we di- we weren't aware." Like, you don't have to be aware. Just here it is. This, this is the way this thing goes down up here. Um, one of the cool things about like Trevor is like, there's only one of them. Nobody can ever say he's doing it wrong. Right. He's, he's he's fucking Trevor. Like, yeah, he's doing exactly what the hell he wants to do the way he sees it because in his mind, in in, in his art, this is what it is. You don't have to like it. That's cool. People can like stuff and people cannot like stuff, but we're not going to ridicule it because it's like, what are, what are you really achieving? You're just hindering somebody from, I don't know, enjoying something. Let people like stuff. It just doesn't let people like stuff. And it's awesome to see that like that younger generation of wrestlers coming in and they're just doing it and it's going it's a it's a such a journey they got to go on because if it doesn't work okay cool maybe you need to try something else but that doesn't stop them from trying you know they're not trying to fit a certain mold because what mold are we trying to fit like somebody like name the atypical wrestler and you ask 50 people that question you will get 50 different answers there is no mold for this no matter what company may say what whatever what TV critic may say this, no matter what writing journalists may say, like, Hey man, like there's a spot for you. How big that spot is? Well, we don't know, but there's only one way to find out, go get it. And they're they're going to get it. And I'm excited for them. It's, it's fun. It's fun to see.
0: You guys have definitely, or both represent different ends in terms of male wrestlers. So, what has your experience been in mentoring or helping these guys, not only walk in their black identity, but being confident in that, whereas the industry often is, you know, pushing back about that. O'Shea, I'll start with you.
1: Um, there's more of us than there are of them. <laughs> <laughs> there, it is. There's more of us yeah. than there are of them. We can make it whatever the hell we want to make it. It's ours. <laughs> I don't care. What's you going to do? Not book me? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll go <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> Everybody's so afraid to be told no. I'm like, I embrace the word no, because all it means is someone else is going to tell me, yes. That's it. <laughs> um, uh, My biggest advice I tell a lot of young wrestlers is um, don't look at wrestling for 100% of your influence. Take Influences out of all the stuff that you like. I don't care how nerdy you think it is. I don't care how dory. Trust me, there's someone who's a bigger dork than you. Trust me. <laughs> just lean into it. Enjoy it. When I people ask my influences, I'm like, they're all non-wrestling related. They're just like, what? I'm like, yeah. And then they look at it and goes, I see how that fits. Thank you. The wrestling's easy. This is the fun part.
0: <laughs> right. What about you, Trevor?
2: Uh, kind of a lot of that same, a lot of that same thing. I always try to, especially with younger wrestlers who are brand new. Cause every once in a while, somebody comes to me for advice, which I still think is weird, but it also has not occurred to me that I've been doing this for a long goddamn time, <laughs> but I always tell them like, look, whatever it is, whatever crazy idea you have, whatever you think that, Oh, that's, that's probably not going to work now. Do it first. Cause You can always change it. You can always tweak it. You can always alter it in some way to make it work. And just like O'Shea said, like, maybe don't look to wrestling as much. Like, I tell people all the time, a lot of my influences come from all the other shit I care about and not necessarily wrestling. Yeah, there's some wrestling in there. Like, of course, because you kind of can't help it, especially if you watch a lot of wrestling. And I've been doing this a long ass time and I'm still a fan. Like, I still watch wrestling actively. So, of course, there's going to be a little wrestling influence in there. But if you look outside of that, especially to your other passions, you'll uh, you, not only will you come up with a lot more creative stuff that maybe people haven't necessarily seen or haven't seen the way you're going to do it, but it'll be authentic to you, which just from what I'm seeing, especially lately, that that's like super valuable, which that's a big deal to me in real life. I didn't know it was important to people in wrestling aside from myself until I started just being myself for real and people were and people started to like, like it. So I tell, especially younger wrestlers, like, man, look, if you, if your thing is Spider-Man and you obsessed with Spider-Man and you go and show these wrestling people that you can somehow kind of put that into your thing, then the fans that are also obsessed with that are going to be like, oh, I love that guy because he's the Spider-Man guy. And then they'll get to know you and they'll get used to what you do. And then y'all will bond over that. Even y'all don't like talk to each other, whatever. But y'all will bond in that way. And it'll make this job so much easier. (laughs) And a lot more fun. Because having to be somebody that you, or be something that you really not. Yeah, yeah, wrestlers can do it. We've done it. Everybody, it's happened over the years. But if you ain't got to do that, I 100% encourage you to not go that way. Do what the fuck you want, do what you are, and you'll you'll be perfectly fine. And you're gonna add a little shit to it along the way. I'm still adding shit. I'm thinking about adding shit right now.
0: (laughs) So leaning into that, how much does your black identity play into your gimmick and the things you're thinking about leaning into now?
2: Oh man, Uh, (laughs) it wasn't as big a deal at first as it is now because the gloves came off. So now it's like a big deal because the way, like I was saying like about other occult or like dark kind of characters like mine, the way I do it, it's gonna have some heavy blackness in it now as before I would try to hide that shit. Now I can be a whole ass demon and still be kind of hood because I can't (laughs) help it anyway. So it's gonna be there. But before I tried to, I did a really, really, really good job of hiding it so early on. And now it's like, it's really, it's so much part of it that you can't, you can't have it without it. So you can't be like, oh yeah, that's like the demon guy, but you have to, you can't have the, that's the demon guy without, oh, he's a black demon guy. You, it's right. undeniable now at this point. Like if you, if you try to like the early on where you would get like, oh, you're not really black or you're less black than these people, you, yeah. you couldn't do that to me now. If you did it now, you're you're just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, what about
1: you? How much have, um, of your
0: gimmick is influenced as well?
1: Out outside of STP, because that would be really easy. Um, <laughs> out, out, <laughs> it's so easy. Like, have you seen the Great Um <laughs> out, Outside of that, it's it's kind of like what Trevor has already been saying. It's just like I don't want to be known as a just a good black wrestler. I want to be known as I am a very good fucking professional wrestler. I just so happen to be black. You know, um, I used to tell people before, like, I, I'm, I love being black. I'm proud of being black. I do not identify as the black guy. It's like, no, 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 no. You're going to call me like you call everybody else. I am a professional wrestler. Just so happens to be black. That doesn't define me. The fact that I'm black is not to put me on, in my mind, so it's whatever. doesn't put me on some pedestal. It doesn't put me on any uneven grounds. Like, no, we are the same fucking person on the same floating rock. I, I, you know, and anytime that bell rings, we could find out who is the better professional wrestler. When you want to have that conversation, like come talk to me. But that whole, you know, black this and everything is like, no, no, no. I ain't trying to hit that. No, no, no. Judge me on my skill and in my talent and the work that I put out. If you can't do that, you got to put me on some sliding scale, then I don't want to be on your damn scale. I just don't. I am just as good as the next guy and just because the next guy behind me. And I will prove that until the day I hang my boots up.
0: So historically, though, we haven't really seen that, you know, in terms of how Black wrestlers show up and have been represented, especially in the companies that have been around the longest and are of the most of note. Um, So what do you guys think the turning point was where, was it something that happened from the top down or do you think it was something that just originated from the mindsets that are being discussed right now and came from the bottom up? Trevor, I will throw it to you.
2: Maybe it's it's definitely probably came from the bottom up. I doubt that like the top was, they probably weren't even really thinking about that until they realized that there was like a groundswell happening that they couldn't ignore. Like, with especially with certain performers, like you can you can be like, oh well maybe this guy won't draw because he's black and maybe our our fans don't want to see a guy a black guy at the top. But the crowd reaction isn't saying that. The merch sales isn't saying that. The people that come to me to talk to me about black talent has increased like tenfold since even like I got started. Like I hear about people now from folks who I know don't really watch wrestling like that. They they love the fuck out of New Day. They can tell me, like (laughs) motherfuckers that are new to independent wrestling, they can tell me all about Shane Taylor promotions. So they probably just couldn't ignore the revolution that was happening, which is great. (laughs) Like I'm glad. Because it's only so much you can, it's only so long you can look the other way if something's happening like right up under you. And I guess they was, especially the folks that like the tippy top, they were probably like, well, if we ignore this, we're gonna get left behind. We're gonna make less money. We should probably wise up.
0: Right. And do you think that it's something that is going to genuinely change the wrestling community or do you think it will often be rooted in that monetary
2: (laughs) That's the the hard part (laughs) I want to believe I want to believe so bad that it will it's probably always going to come back down to the money and who they can make money off of but at the same time if we can at least force them to acknowledge, like, oh yeah, we can really make money off these guys. Like, these people do want to see this. People do want this. At the very least, that's still a win. And then we can keep beating them over the head until we change their mindsets. <laughs> and then the people whose mindsets don't get changed, they're they're getting pushed out anyway. So it doesn't at after, at a certain point, it won't even matter. But I really want I want it to change things for the better. But it's probably always gonna come back down to money. Maybe that's just because I'm pessimistic. I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think there is a bit of you know truth and reality in how people value money. It is what it is. Yeah. O'Shea, what about you? Um you
1: it's it's when I when I sit back and think about it, um, well, yeah, I think it's gonna have to start on this grassroots level, you know, this independent level. Um, It has to start here because if you think the people up top are going to do it for us, brother, it ain't going to happen, you know? (laughs) You can't can't ask, you know, what is it? I'm going to butcher this saying, but hang on. It's like you can't ask for, you know, a measure of peace from the guy who's still kicking your ass. Like, hey, man, let's ask for peace. He has to stop. Guess what the one thing most when people have power? Guess what the one thing they're not gonna do? (laughs) They're not gonna give it up. (laughs) They got it. Why would they give it up? Right making them all this money. Look look what we're doing. We can make people into cartoon characters if we want to, and then they'll buy it. Why would we give that up? We have it, it starts with us, and then we have to start putting ourselves in those type of positions. One of the biggest reasons why, like, I can barely stand to watch what's on TV now is because there ain't no black folks in the writing room and it shows it shows you see half the characters on TV it's just like man who wrote that that's, that's, that's garbage like who do we know who talks like that like what is this and I, this isn't so much about a race thing just in general like yo, who's writing this this is horrible but it has to come on as us, as as a people, to be like, yo, man, we we're be- we can do better than this. It's the reason why I love Fight Club so much. It's like, no, man, we're better than this, and we're going to give you better because that's what you deserve. We're 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 better. I'm not some stereotype. I'm not just some some tired trope. You roll out here every February for 28 days. Like, hey, don't forget, we love black people too. Man, get out of here, man. man. Get out of here, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not eight. <laughs> I'm not eight, you know, but I'm still a fan. And I get, I almost, it's almost like I hate myself sometimes. I'm like, ah, God damn it. I'm back. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Let's see how shitty this is going to be, you know, it's whatever. And I'm getting tired of being right. Like this was really shitty. Damn. But we have to start putting our, we have to be the producers. We have to be the editors. We have to be the writers, the directors. And unfortunately, yeah, we're going to have to be the financial backers, but it's the word. Like stop cutting corners. Like you want to run a show. Like stop cutting corners. Stop thinking your boy, your girlfriend's brother's best friend is going to do sound for you. He's not. He's going to. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like yo, you can't be treated like a big deal if you don't act like a big deal. You just you just can't. Nobody's going to invest money in something that's half right. They're just not going to do it. We but it's on us and we always feel as if like they gotta somebody has to give us money. No man, sometimes we just gotta get on our get on our grinds and we gotta go get it. We gotta make deals, we gotta start writing contracts. Like people wanna people wanna run a business until it's time to run a business. Right. You gotta take you gotta take some lumps, you gotta take some losses. This is a part of the game. But you don't have to win them all. You just gotta win one. Aaron Rodgers has been, has been trying to get back to the Super Bowl, but you know what? My man's been there, and he won. You just need one. <laughs> you just need one.
2: That's it. So you footballer. got one
1: up.
0: I don't know what that means, but I assume <laughs> it falls in line with what you just said. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Well, I, yes I was, it was does. a
1: marching band. Football is what happened before and after we performed. Before and
2: after. Yeah, I got you. I got uh, you. No.
1: I'll put, it like this. I'll, put it up, I'll put it in the marching band's terms. If I'm at Battle of the Bands and I know that Florida A&M runs this ship, homie, I ain't got to beat Florida A&M every single time. Homie, that's got to be the once. Oh, yeah, just the one. Just, just the one. I've got, got to it. beat you yes. once. There you go. There you go. Okay, we're back. We're back.
0: O'Shea, we're back. big shout out to you in communication because some people will not do that. You know? <laughs> I appreciate
1: that. Hey, you got to find that common ground. You find that common ground, We're good. Yes. <laughs> so I think
0: what you're talking about, O'Shea, in sense, is like we need a network. We need to do essentially what the Black Panthers did back in the day and just kind of come together and start doing for our own. Um, because, as you mentioned, there don't seem to be a lot of resources or interest <laughs> in doing that outside of February um, or June, depending on where you fall, you know, Um so, what do you guys feel? Or I'll ask you first, Trevor, and then you, O'Shea, What are some resources if you could imagine a perfect world where money wasn't an issue? What would a black-owned wrestling business network look like?
2: Oh my God! Oh, well, what would that look like? Uh, you know what? Like a better. How do I how do I explain this so it makes sense? Like. Like we'd have like a like a Tony Khan, who's not Tony Khan. And kind of that same, kind of that same thing, that same system. And a whole and from the bottom up too. So yeah, you'd have like the big company, whatever. Then you have all these little indies that feed that big company. And all of us guys that are working on whatever, we go up through that way. And it's kind it's almost like a like when I was in I was in elementary school, you went to this school, and then they pushed you to go to this certain middle school, and then they pushed you to go to this certain high school, and they pushed you to go to this certain college. It would kind of be like that. And then when you go up to the top, you all end up in that one big, giant place where we've all kind of been working together the whole time. But, like, you're kind of prepared when you get there because, hey, the guys at the top say you go here and you wrestle here and you train with this guy. Then you, you get better, you move on, you go here. Then you get better, you move on, you go here, and then you end up on TV. But we would have like all of that. Like I don't know, I ain't had like regular TV in so long, so I don't know like what the channels look like anymore. Yeah, the BT still thing, right? BT still thing. We still got. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, guess. I've, I ain't had like regular cable in so long. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but if we don't have that, we have something like that, or like the way like. I think there was a, what was that? I think it was like 15. There was a network called like One or something that was like a majority of like black shows and stuff. A lot of the stuff that was I on UPN. UPN.
0: I, that probably shows my age, but. Uh. No,
2: me too. Cause me too. Like I used to watch UPN for hours and there was another channel after that. Cause all the UPN, cause UPN like kind of died and yeah. all the shows from UPN went to that other channel. And well,
0: then... Was that TV One? Was that TV One? TV
1: One, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GB one, G B one. I don't know if stuff like that. I don't know if that stuff still exists, because we all got streaming services now and I'm not paying for cable because that's ridiculous. So I'm not gonna pay for cable right now to find out. But maybe we have streaming service. Maybe that company has a streaming service. Maybe that company's on Hulu or Netflix or something, so that it can all be seen and we're all working. Through that system to get up to that point, because everybody everybody has that, but us. Like, I wish we had like a shit. I wish we had a, a young lion system here. Jesus, do I wish we had a young lion system here? You know what I'm talking? I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I wish we had that here. Oh my god, can you imagine? Right. Oh my god, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then yeah. you take that and you're like, oh, we got one for black wrestlers specifically. So that like older people who've been around or folks like me or, me or O'Shea or you can tell them, like, hey, this is what you're dealing with. We're trying to make it so you don't have to deal with that as much. Yeah, when you leave out from under our umbrella, you're going to have to go out there and deal with certain stuff, certain people, whatever. But you're prepared. You knew it was coming. Whereas when I walked into Southern Indie number <laughs> 253, I didn't know what I was walking into. I didn't know the promoter was like, I want to put a top hat on you and tell you to dance, and your name's going to be whatever the fuck, just I would like them to be prepared for that, right? And so have, ideally, it looked yeah. like a giant network of us all working together to end up in that big show, like they kind of have for everybody else at this point,
0: right? Oh, Shay, what about you? What is your dream cast for um,
2: for
1: the mine's future? Are, mine's a little different. Um, mine's about um, just wrestling the the ecosystem, of wrestling as a whole. Um, Yes, I would I would love to see a a a infrastructure for young black wrestlers to come in. And not even so much like black wrestlers only, but just like what you know, hey man, blackfoot run through here. You know, maybe that one dope white dude rolls in. Hey, come on in, man, no problem. But for the most part, it's like, like I said, look, young lions, you know who these cats are. Like, it's no big deal. But like there has to be like a, a almost like a quality control type deal of who's coming out, this that and the other. Kind of one thing I tell people all the time is, you know, wrestling is for everybody, and it, sometimes it ain't for everybody. You know, it's one of the <laughs> things. Like, I, 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 like, I'm sorry if I'm like hurting feelings, but I'm like, it is what it is. You know, just, come yeah. on, Every, yeah. everybody don't make, everybody doesn't make like, the, everybody doesn't make the NFL. You, it just yeah. doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. Um, but I would love to see a collection of like small business. So like. If you have a picture in the United States, it's okay. I'm trying to run a show in Georgia. Okay, cool. There's a directory for like, you know, black owned venues, black owned sound companies, Mm. black owned film companies. Because the the list of black wrestlers is, you can just type that into Google. You're getting that. But who do, what black owned companies I know who do photography? You know, like I said, who's doing, who's doing sound? Who's doing, who's, you know, who's gonna be my video editor? Who's gonna produce it? Catering, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying. Depending on the type of, and, and like I said, depends on the proportion you you run. Like, no, if you don't treat your guys like superstars, you can't be mad when no one else does. If we can like continue to build the ecosystem around wrestling, then I think overall it becomes so much better because now we have competition for everything. So it's not maybe the same guy taking pictures all the time, or even if he is, it's like maybe his pictures are so damn dope, But if you can do better, then put yourself out there and go see. Like everyone, everyone is better. You know, or hey, I want to get the best black-owned sound guy, but maybe he's not available. Oh, but guess what though? These other three guys are more than capable of the job. So no one ever feels like, oh, I got you. Keep using the same people. No, everyone's willing. Everyone's willing to do the job. Everyone's ready to make money together. That's my biggest issue. Like, why aren't we making money together? We could. We could run it. It's so. To me, sometimes like, yo, God, it's really easy. We could. We could run the world. But sometimes we get caught up in competing with each other. Where I'm like, guys, there's more of us than there are of them. Like, right. understand. Like, open your eyes and see what's in front of us here. We can tear it down. Like, Jonathan Gresham right now is destroying it with Terminus. Yeah, Change of emotions have been on everyone's lips for the past. Seems like a year and some change. Look at, look at Brian Keith. Look at Mysterious Q. Like, you can't tell me they're stars. We're making them ourselves. Not because right. some dude who, who has no clue what it means to be black is holding a pencil. No, we make our own stars. But as fans, because Trevor said, like I'm still a fan, we have to put our money where our mouth is. We have to support these guys. You can't sit there because, oh man, I really wish there's more black wrestlers. Or are you going to that black run show? Nah, I ain't gonna do that. I'll just watch. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it on Twitter, dude. What was the point? Just, just say that you're not, and just go about your way. I, your, your virtue signaling does nothing for me. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it just doesn't. A quote retweet does me squat jack. Okay, I, don't your, that. I don't care about your likes. I don't care about your followers. They mean nothing to me. Cause this is gone in a second. But you if you're if you're down, if you want to see good professional wrestling, that you d- don't have to just get force fed on TV, homie, just ask. They will tell you where to go. Make your own damn decision and stop waiting for someone else to tell you what they'll like. But as professional wrestlers, I'm gonna tell us like this. Yo, still sure got to tell me this. Stop waiting for someone's permission to be great. And just go be fucking great.
2: That's it. That's a money quote right there. <laughs> That's a money yeah. quote right
1: there. <laughs> Brother, because it's true, man. It's true. It yeah. <laughs> And
0: I I definitely believe that the way, especially us coming in, at least for my training, there was that whole, be happy with what you get because you're only going to get crumbs narrative. That was definitely, you know, presented. And I've never, you know, never really thought that was the case because we all as black athletes and athletes of color have such beautiful varied stories to tell, you know? And, and to present that people do get invested in. We see it, you know, when, when that is allowed to happen in those platforms. But I, for one, love to Dreamcast our future because I do believe things like what you're talking about, Trevor and O'Shea, are possible and feasible and within grasp and within our reach. Unfortunately, yet again, our conversation was so rich. We are out of time. Um, <laughs> always happens. Of course. <laughs> um i want to thank uh, both of you so much for being here and having uh such a wonderful conversation and i want to thank everyone who joined us because this isn't about just talking at people it's educating and letting people see inside of our experience to grow and understand because you know, they are also a part of the change that we're trying to create in professional wrestling. Um, I want to throw it to Trevor and O'Shea to tell your socials where they can find you, how people can book you. Um, So Trevor, if you'll go ahead.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm super easy to find because my name is the same on everything. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is all at Trevor Eon. Trevor is spelled T-R-E-V-E-R-A-E-O-N. It's actually Trevor, not Trevor um youtube i'm always putting stuff on there my youtube is super super active because i'm always telling stories whether i'm booked or not uh youtube.com slash trevor eon official there's whole like years worth of stories happening on that thing definitely uh you can kill a whole day on my youtube channel uh booking me super easy trevor at gmail.com because like i said i'm my name is the same on everything because it makes it all streamlined for me, and it's way less work for the rest of y'all to find. Me. But I think that's all my yeah, those are all my things because I ain't got no TikTok.
0: <laughs> I just got TikTok. I haven't done anything, but I, I can't
2: manage another social. You I know, can parents. barely do what I'm doing right now. So right. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is enough, <laughs> also, and I YouTube. It. I want the YouTuber
0: people to know that I call him Trevor Aon because I'm country. Okay, so it's, it is Trevor Eon. Okay. But Aeon's uh, not wrong. <laughs> it's not but, wrong. So. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure it was represented accurately.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you so much. Okay, where can we find you, Becky?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can find me on I'm 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 real active on Twitter. Like I, I tell people the time I hate social media, but the fact that I'm good at it, it's like, damn it, now I gotta keep doing it. Um damn. Uh, but on Twitter it's uh at Big Bad Kaiju. Just one straight word. Um, on Instagram, it's Big Bad Kaiju again, but a period ha, 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 after every single one. Um booking me is rather easy. It's just book O'Shea all day at gmail.com. Um yeah, social wise that's you can find me on Facebook, but I tell people about, if I don't know you personally, or we haven't like personally talked and within person, brother I ain't that you <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, unless you're talking business. Unless you, unless yeah. you talking business. No, 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 no. Right. That's,
0: <laughs> that seems to be a mutually shared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 All right. <laughs> um. Thank you guys again so much for joining me for Sunday Sessions Volume 2. It has been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you guys. And I'm very, very grateful for both of your unique perspectives and showing everyone um, how beautiful and wonderful. Uh, it can be to be Black and to be a professional wrestler at the same time. Again, I am the Joshi Queen Supreme, Ronnie Big Bang Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us for Sunday Sessions Volume 2. Please make sure you're following indie wrestling.us as well as my YouTube page, Ronnie Nicole. I am at Glitterlicious on Twitter, and you could find me in as Ronnie Nicole Joshi Queen on Insta. Um, I am no longer accepting Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> I a little wild, Uh, but you guys can find me on TikTok (laughs) at Acquisition Assassin. (laughs) Um, So thank you again for joining for Sunday Sessions Volume 2. I love you guys. You're the best. Peace, love, and wrestling.